Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network the sports yak podcast is powered by notre dame athletics experience the excitement of cheering the fighting irish onward to victory tickets for notre dame athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets also by pyramid equipment be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment pyramid equipment is a locally owned business in rolling prairie indiana that sells services and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows parts and salt spreaders pyramid equipment is your trusted dealer of meyer and snow dog products old man winners ready are you service discount for military fire and police available call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at pyramidequipmentinc.com and now here we go maniacs from South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. Four, three, two, one. Cue music. Welcome to episode 151. The Bert Hooten episode. <laughs> Good old Happy Hooten. And the reason they called him Happy, of course, is because he wasn't. He was a miserable, wretched human being uh, who had the knuckle curve and threw a no-hitter for the Cubs in his rookie year. Wound up with 151 wins, most of them with the Dodgers, because, well, you back in the 70s, if you wanted to pick up wins, you didn't pitch for the Cubs. And so Bert Hooten 
is who episode 151 is dedicated to. And look, Corey, look who's in between us today. Tom Noy, South Bend Tribune. Hello. Tom, how long you been there? Too long. Yeah. Actually, maybe not long enough. 1992, I started as a part-time guy with the South Bend Tribune covering Notre Dame hockey with That's... Chuck Freebie. In the old Joyce Fieldhouse. I tailgated with a guy this weekend that was one of your interns. Really? Yeah, he went to Bethel for um, writing or whatever you want to call that. And um, he said you were a unique individual. Um, Of course. You had, like, many likes. You had had many musical likes. You had many uh, – you were a a renaissance man. I'm a a man of everything at the South Bend Tribune. One day I may be covering Notre Dame hockey. Next it's Notre Dame football, Notre Dame men's basketball, Notre Dame women's basketball, high school. I do it all. Do you Is like it that? always Notre Dame? Well, mainly it's no, it's always Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be, it has to be Notre Dame. Like if if I were not the columnist right now, I'd be in full Notre Dame men's basketball mode. I'm starting season twenty two. Wow, covering Notre Dame hoops. I was wondering about that. If you had any John McLeod in your tenure, you you were there for the very end of the McLeod era. So back in 1998, when we decided to make the switch, Eric Hansen was the Notre Dame men's basketball right. beat writer. I was the managing editor of the since now long gone Irish Sports Report. He didn't like the travel. He didn't like covering, you know, having to go out east to Georgetown and Philly and, Sur- and all those cities out east. So he's like, I don't want to do basketball. I want to do football. So we we changed jobs. So my first year was John McLeod's last year. Then I had one year with John McLeod, the infamous Matt Doherty, Matt Doherty era, which was one year, and then Mike Bray. So I had th- I did three coaches in three years covering Notre Dame men's basketball. And my wife was like, "Tell me again why you wanted to change this job?" Because the first two summers were job searches. Yeah, and there's nothing worse in being a newspaper guy than covering a job search. Because you've, you're going 19 different directions every hour. It changes because you're tracking this down and tracking that down. So it was John McClellan to Matt Doherty, Matt Doherty to Mike Bray. And I told Mike Bray, I said, you're the third coach in three years for me on this beat. And Mike Bray said, I'll give you 15 good years. At least. Maybe eh, 10. I'll give you 10 good years. 15. Now he's on 20. Yeah. So will I have to do another job search soon? Who knows? I would say within five years you will. Definitely, I would say within five years. Absolutely. Yeah. So. He's 60 now. He is. And the other thing about that is Coach K isn't getting any younger at Duke. Stop. That's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But with Kevin White still there, who hired Mike Bray at Notre Dame? Kevin White. You never know. So. Let me ask you this. You obviously love what you do. You've been doing it long enough, mm-hmm. right? Is there a favorite season like that pops up? Like if you were to sit down and – Talk of the old tales around the campfire, man. I loved this particular season. Mm, probably early spring when it's the NCAA tournament because you've survived winter. You've survived travel. Like the travel for me, everybody, everybody, the, the biggest, one of the biggest misconceptions for Notre Dame covering doing what I do is, oh, you get to travel with the team, don't you? <laughs> no. No. I don't travel with the team. The team travels on a charter. They fly out when they want. They fly back when they want. For me, it's commercial air travel. It's double flights here to Detroit or here to Atlanta and then points wherever, southeast. 
So once spring rolls around and it's the NC tournament time, you're like, I survived it. Let's go someplace warm. Like it, there was nothing worse when you were in the Big East than having to run the Big East gauntlet of New York, Philly, D.C., Boston, and then going to the NIT and possibly having to go back to Madison Square Garden. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing better than Madison Square Garden. But when you're there for the entire previous week for Big East Tournament, and it's New York City, and I love being in New York, Times Square, walking around the city, that's the last thing you want to do when everybody's covering the NCAA Tournament. You're going to Tampa or L.A. or here, Houston, wherever, and you got to go back to New York City. But springtime's the best because you've survived another season. It's over, and that's, that's, that's like the first time you have the chance to say, let's take a break. But at least the Big East, you could get to all those cities. Worst city in the ACC <laughs> to get to? Uh, Syracuse. Still. Really? I love – Chuck – if I had the choice, worse than Charlottesville, be, worse than Blacksburg to get to. See, Blacksburg's easy because you fly into Roanoke and you drive forty minutes. Okay, all right. Charlottesville's. Eh, see, we don't go to Charlottesville. Like I don't. I've never been to Clemson yet. Wow, you've never. Oh wow. Because when the travel works out, like we look at the schedule and say, all right, what's what games start at nine o'clock? Those are automatically out because of our deadline. Yeah. What games? You know. As far as how the, the rhythm of the schedule is, what games do you not want to try? Eh, maybe this one, maybe that one. I love going to Blacksburg. Blacksburg's great. Charlottesville's nice. But if I had to choose between the Big East and the ACC, I'm taking the ACC. Because there's something about when you leave South Bend in February and it's oh, of course. 10 degrees and there's a yeah. foot of snow on the ground and you land in Raleigh and it's 72 and you're like, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just a breath of fresh air instead of going to Syracuse where there's even more snow on the ground. Right. So best college basketball arena in America. Take away Madison Square Garden because <laughs> it's not a, a college arena. No. Best. Now see, the obvious answer is Cameron Indoor Stadium, but that comes with a disclaimer. If you want to cover a game at Duke, number one, you've got to wear an old shirt. Like yes. this shirt will get destroyed. Because people don't understand, the, the fans are literally right on top of you. Now, it, the, the people listening to this aren't going to be able to have the visual. But at Cameron, you sit courtside, and you're right up against the press table like this. Okay. And there are students behind you saying, can you move in a little more? Where do you want me to go? Like the table's right here. I'm taking a picture of you. Right yeah. here. Like the, and, 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 Tom, and Tom's a relative flat belly. <laughs> And he is flat against the like table this. right now. And and he's right. The students, I mean, basically he's you. getting elbows to the shoulders all Elbow, night elbows long. To, elbows to the head, spit, flying onto your laptop because they're literally right there. So yeah. as you And it's get, not like they're trying to spit on. They're, they're yelling and the projectiles spit. And it's a situation where the tables, there's maybe 12 writers to each table. And if you want to get out, Either five guys over here have to get up and move or six guys over here have to get up and move because there's no walkway. There's just no way to get out. So it's it's great to to cover a couple games of Cameron maybe a few times, but then it gets old because you're just like, all right, I'm old. I've done this. But there's just nothing, there's nothing like that environment. Like when Notre right. Dame went there in 2014-15 when they were the an Elite Eight team, Pat Connaughton and Jaron Grant 
two pretty good players, right, in the program. Really good. They were out of their minds, and it was, what, like 30 to 6 at one point, Duke, because just if you have not been used to that environment, there's nothing like it in college basketball. I love that. I love that I can't wait to watch a Duke game now and go, you see down there on the press row what's happening there? Mm -hmm. And then when you're sitting there on press row and the game's over, you feel like, okay, I'm going to take my laptop, I'm going to go to the media room, and that's it. You can't because the students won't let you out because they're leaning over the top of you waiting for the players to come by and slap high fives with them. Oh, my. So it's just – it's, but, again, that's that's one of the few arenas left in the ACC where you're actually courtside. So I'll go with Cameron Indoor Stadium. Do we want to shift gears and talk about Notre Dame basketball? Well, yeah, let's talk about what's coming up this year for the Irish. So – I looked at the roster this morning. Uh, you know, Sorry. first of all, we, we've got a team we poster right in there. the studio we're recording in today. We've got a team poster from last year. And as Tom adroitly noticed, really, if you can somehow take a razor blade and take DJ Harvey <laughs> out of the team poster, the team poster is still good for next year. Still valid. Nothing but seniors and sophomores on this roster bad balance it's just weird it is weird it's it's just odd but that's the way Mike Bray designed it like he didn't sign anybody last year because he had all those freshmen and he says and I I mean I tend to agree with I, I see what his point is every recruits house that he walked into or tried to walk into from the previous recruiting class where they didn't sign anybody their first question was how about some playing time Am I going to be able to play? Am I going to be able to start? With that roster last year, Mike no. Bray's like, I can't show these guys what they want. Yeah. So that's that's a key reason why they didn't sign anybody, number one. And then number two, Mike Bray's, Mike Bray's a, a, a very loyal individual. Like, he's going to recruit Nate Lashevsky, Prentice Hub, Dane Goodwin, Robbie Carmody, and Chris Doherty, and let's, let's see what we have with them first. Like, he needs to see, can they play before he's going to recruit over them. So he's like, I'm going to give this class as much time and, and, and energy and possibilities that they have to try and show that they can play big-time college basketball before I start recruiting over them. So Fill in the blank. Notre Dame basketball will be as good as blank player. Nate Lashevsky. Really? Yes. He was not one of the four I had on my Seriously? list. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, now is he I the did face mask kid. He is the face mask kid. He was wearing a face mask on Twitter last week. I don't know why. We ha- we will see Notre Dame basketball for the first time as a media on Wednesday. You going to be there? Three fifteen. Three fifteen. Per your tweet this weekend, I went and watched open practice. You did good job. I did. See, I saw some kids I that are not on that poster though. Which is what I wanted to ask you. Would these have been recruits playing with them? Some of them might have been prospects. Interesting. Uh, Blake Wesley from Riley High School will be a junior. And he, he was had there. a visit Saturday. Yeah. He had a visit. So he may have played. See, everybody, the, the Notre Dame fan base, basketball fan base, was on me this weekend saying. All 12 of them? All 12 <laughs> They're saying, why aren't you going over to watch basketball practice? I was looking for you. Okay, if I'm watching basketball practice, and you know this, if I'm watching basketball practice, I'm leaving my house in Granger at probably 1 o'clock to get into the lot to get over to basketball, and then I'm doing football. Until? I I walked into my house on Sunday morning at 2.15. That's not worth a 13-hour day at this point when I'm going to see them on Wednesday. So I'm like, 
let the fans go, let the casual observers go. I'll get my fill of Notre Dame basketball soon enough. Mm-hmm. So I was not there, but recruits probably were there. Other guy, other walk-ons that, that that are able to play, and that's another reason why I didn't go because Rex Fluger's not yet cleared, Nick Jogo not yet cleared, Cormac Ryan from Stanford, the the transfer not yet cleared, all three medical issues, so they have only seven guys. Chogo played, did he? Fluger wasn't on on the floor. All right, I did see two young guys that Bray came out with briefly, did a little group hug, mm-hmm. said something to him, then disappeared. But uh, all the usual suspects I saw play. Now, see, you say Nate Lashewski. I do. Why? We look at that poster behind Corey. One reason, one big reason why DJ Harvey's not here anymore is because of what Nate Lashewski did at the end of last year. Nate Lashewski, he'll be a sophomore, was generally considered one of the top shooting big men in that recruiting class. Didn't show it last year, looked like a freshman for much of the season, but the way he came on at the end mm-hmm. and was able to, to score. And, ha- and like Nate Lushevsky played his best basketball after he missed the two free throws that would have won the Clemson game. Right. So that was like the lowest point of his season last year. But he turned it around and said, I'm going to be better from this, t- this time out. And he w- really was until he got undercut in the ACC tournament and then missed the last game of the year really with, with the, the hip pointer, but the coaching staff went to D.J. Harvey and said, look, we've got Nate Lashevsky. He's going to challenge for a starting spot. He's going to get the minutes. He's going to get the shots. He's going to have the opportunities that you would otherwise have. Do you like this? And D.J. Harvey said, yeah, I don't think so. I'm leaving. Am I wrong? Am I looking through rose-colored glasses when I say, this wasn't a bad team last year before Rex Fluger got hurt? This was an NCAA tournament team last year I, with Rex Fluger. With, now, yeah. When they're playing in Indianapolis, like, yeah, they lose at home to Radford and they lost to UCLA and they lost to Oklahoma in the preseason. But when they went to Indianapolis and played Purdue, they started to figure it out with Rex Fluger with the ball in his right. hands. Yeah. He had a career-high 10 assists. A lot of people would argue that that was, the, that was Rex Fluger's best game of his career at Notre Dame. Like, it was all falling into place. You could see it. You could see it unfold. Okay, I see how the pieces fit. And they beat a really good team. They beat a Purdue team <laughs> that went to the Elite Eight. Yeah. You know, they, it, it was Rex Fluger with the ball. He's kind of distributing. TJ Gibbs takes a back seat. Prentice Hub doesn't have to play like the weight of the world is on his shoulders yes. as a point guard. Nate Lashevsky could kind of drift around, find some open shots. Dane Goodwin, same thing. John Mooney was John Mooney. For the majority of that game, I'm watching and I'm thinking, this is this is an NCAA tournament team. I see how this is going to happen. They're going to challenge for a top five spot in the ACC. They're going to be there at the end. I'm liking what I'm seeing. And then Rex Fluger goes up and blows his knee out. And when that happens, it was no. almost it was the same it was the same situation as in 2013-14 when Jaron Grant gets yeah. booted for academics. Mike Bray and I are standing in a back hallway at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and we're basically saying everything that you thought and hoped and knew about this season is over. Like the season was over because they lost the one guy you can't afford to lose. They lost Jaron Grant. They went 6-12 in the ACC. They lost Rex Fluger, the senior glue guy that was going to keep the locker room together with all those freshmen and all those guys that had never played. You're going 3-15. See, that's why I would have said, 
this Notre Dame team is going to be as good as Rex Fluger is this year, as opposed to Lashesky. But we don't I, see. But we don't, and that's the thing. We don't know how good Rex Fluger is. Yeah, going. and you can't you can't throw like how what is Rex Fluger going to look like with the reconstructed knee? Right. We have no idea. Like he we we. He may struggle. Like he he's he has said he wants to be in the starting lineup when this team opens. Oh, by the way, against North Carolina. Yeah. That for the first Wednesday in November. Hello. Thanks, Mike Bray. Mike Bray saying, you know what? I got an idea. ACC Network's coming in 2019-20. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be a shot in the arm for college basketball if we do something that never that's never been done before and open with conference play? Let's open with conference play. And all the coaches are like, Mike, shut up. Don't say that. We don't want to do that. Mike's like, come on. Let's open it. We're, we're going to a 20-game league schedule. We're going to launch the ACC network. Let's open playing conference games, playing games that matter. So you know what the ACC does? Okay, Mike, we'll open it with, with conference games. You're going to North Carolina. So Mike Bray looks at the schedule and says, man, the next time I'm going to keep my big mouth shut. Yeah. Like, hello. The, like the worst – Probably the worst matchup that Notre Dame would have, other than Duke, which isn't going to participate in conference games because they have a they have a commitment to the Champions Classic that weekend or mm-hmm. that week. That's the worst possible matchup for Notre Dame, and that's what they get. Tom Noy writes with the South Bend Tribune. Let's talk about the stars on the team, Tom. Who who are the big five with Rex? Hopefully, Rex. Hopefully, who else? A lot of sophomores, and for I got to start with John Mooney, like. Had John Mooney had had John no, he's Mooney, a senior. He's a senior. Had he had any, he had had he had the year he had last year, any other year, he's a first team all ACC guy. He's a possible all American candidate. Everybody forgets that John Mooney John Mooney did things in the ACC rebounding wise, scoring wise that hadn't been done in that league since a guy from Wake Forest by the name of Tim Duncan did it back in the early nineties. Back when I was started at the South Bend Tribune, that's a, that's how long you know it. It just it just went unnoticed because he did it for a bad team. So you have John Mooney, yeah, Prentice Hub, the point guard who, yeah, he had struck he he couldn't shoot. I think Chuck and I could make more three point shots than what Prentice Hub no did. No question. Last year. But what got lost in the fact that he couldn't make shots was he was a really really good point guard as far as assist to turnover, as far as you know they when they, he stopped looking for his shot. Yeah. And, and distributed the ball. He was good. He was. The problem is because T.J. Gibbs was so <laughs> bad last year. Oh, my goodness, was he bad. Prentice Hub had to look for a shot because they had to get scoring from somebody. They did. So it, you've got John Mooney. You've got Prentice Hub. You've got Nate Lashevsky. And I keep dropping the one guy you just mentioned, T.J. Gibbs, on that list because there's just something odd about T.J. Gibbs. I mean, I just it's just – he and last year, I, I don't know if it's the expectation, it's people in his ear saying you're going to go to the NBA. No, I know that's a joke, but it, that's I mean that's what these kids believe. I know, I know. There's just something about T.J. Gibbs that was missing last year, and can he can he become can he return to the guy that was a sophomore, where he just kind of played, he just kind of fit in, didn't worry about his shots. Didn't worry about being a leader. Didn't worry about carrying the team. If he can play that way, then yeah, that's that's they've got a chance. Before we leave basketball, I mentioned this question before we went on the air. Which ACC coach would you most <laughs> like to slap? 
I only get one. If you want others, go ahead, but rank them in order. I, was I know say, if you get a if you get a list, you got to rank them. I know who's number one. <laughs> it's an obvious number one. Like there's yeah. no number there's no number two or there's no one A. It's got to be Jim Beheim. Just because he's all he always seems like he always seems to be whiny. Yeah. He always seems to be the smartest guy in the room. He doesn't get along well with the media. That should put him at the top of the list right there. Like he he goes to combat with with the beat the beat reporters of the Syracuse Post Standard, who are friends of mine, yeah. for like no re- like he doesn't have to be like that. No, and he's it's it's one thing where you're okay with the national media. Like if the national media parachutes in, they want to do a story on you. He's all oh, lovey yeah. dovey with them, but you got to be good to the local guys too. Like Mike Bray, the one the one the one thing about Mike Bray that people like is he's the same with you and I as yes. he is with somebody from Sports Illustrated. Or somebody from CBS Sports. Like, he doesn't play favorites. Jim Beheim is, I'm going to forget these local guys, but if the national beanie wants to come in, well, yeah, come on. Why don't it? So he's, he's slap number one. What about K? Slap number two probably would be Mike Krzyzewski because yeah. he's always like. You, it's you, like you feel like he feels like he's sitting on a throne above you or something and, like that. And he, he acts like that because you, see, you watch Mike Krzyzewski after a game. He doesn't come over and just shake your hand. He'll shake your hand and then he'll pat you on your chest like like you're that was that was a good job, young man. Good job, young yeah. man. Like, th- stop. The whole patronizing. It is. Yeah. Anybody else? Jim Laranega, maybe from Miami. Yeah. Okay. He he's just kind of crusty old he, He's like Larry David. A little he bit. He looks like Larry David. <laughs> does he sound like Larry David? He does. Kinda. <laughs> So we got Beheim, we got Shashevsky, we got Jim Laranega. But then you got great great guys like Bray. Tony Bennett just seems like Yeah, you can't. He's a gem. You, you there's I can't say anything wrong or bad about Tony Bennett. Like yeah. he, he gets it, Mike Bray gets it. Leonard Hamilton could be crusty, but he can be, but uh, you know, at least Leonard I think he's crusty when he needs to be crusty and mm-hmm. he's he's a decent guy most of the time, I think. Yeah, he's a good dude. And, and the rest of the coaches in the conference don't matter. Yeah, Brad Brownell, hey, good guy. You're a Clemson. Yeah, yeah Clemson. but you're a Clemson. Clemson basketball, nothing. Kerry Keats is a good guy. Danny Manning just doesn't. He just yeah. doesn't seem like he really cares. There's no there there. He's no. he's the Oakland of coaches. <laughs> um, One more uh, question about your craft. Yeah, and then let's jump into high school football. When did you find your voice, Tom? When when were you? I'm in my groove now. I'm speaking my language that I want to get across. I think you're always searching for that. Yeah. Like you're as say like somebody somebody says, "Hey, that was a great column you wrote on high school or that was a great column that you wrote on Notre Dame football." That's great, but the next one I want to do, I want to do better than that. Mhm. So it's it's all you're always like, "Okay, the next that one was good, but I want to make the next one better." And I want to be better than that. But I mean, as far as my voice, I've known them what I've wanted to do since I was like 6. We have a like, we used to have a consultant. It who would listen to us and then go, here's what you might want to do. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have someone like that that no. reads your column? and like, How do you get better? It's got that something that comes from in, you? Yeah, in this business, it comes from within, where, where there's all it's downsize, 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 eliminate this, eliminate that, forget. It has to be you want to be, you, want, you have to tell yourself, I've got to be better. Like, like my column Saturday, I, it was okay, but I didn't like it. 
so that kind of bothers me right the now. The funny thing is, David Haw did. Well, no, not that one. Oh, okay. The, my sat my Saturdays for Sunday. Like, see, I was thinking about this the other night. People don't understand. Like, it's twelve fifteen at night. You're going home. You're going to bed. You're going home. Go. You're going to bed. We're just sitting down to write. Yeah, it's twelve fifteen. We've been there for eight hours, and now we've got to pump out a column. I've got to pump out a thousand words. So it's just like it's it's just it was weird because it's a late game. It's a you want to write something that's good. That's good. Like. I didn't like what I wrote for Sunday, which actually appeared in today's paper. So it's it's like I've got to be better this week. I want I, I got to write something good on Notre Dame men's basketball. I've got to write something good on Penn Mishawaka series mm-hmm. ending. So it's and if once you feel satisfied in this business, you're done. Hmm. You're done. Then you get stale. Then you get old. And you're just kind of recycling stuff. Are you up in the press box writing that late? Yeah. Yeah, really? they keep it yeah. open until about two AM. I'm and I'm walking I'm walking from Notre Dame Stadium to Steppen Center, quote, which is the library lot. Wow. From what Notre Dame I mean that my hang tag, my parking hang tag says library lot. I'm parking at Steppen Center. So I'm walking from Notre Dame Stadium to Steppen Center at two o'clock in the morning. And my car's the last one out there and then you get home and then you don't like you can't go right to sleep. Right. So then you're up till three thirty and it's just it's just it's Do you know Kung Fu? No. Just in case, <laughs> you know, you're walking to the car. You never know, Chuck. There's Brady. nobody out. There's nobody out there. Like, and I wrote that in a column for for Monday. For today was in today's paper. It's bizarre to even think that there was a football game there. Yeah. there it's bizarre to think there were at least ninety thousand people inside and outside the stadium. Because when you're walking from the stadium to Seppin, there's nobody around. I mean, they evaporate. It's just it's it's like a totally different world. Hmm. Let before we go to high school. So let's talk about that game Saturday. The mm-hmm. Irish beat USC by a count of thirty to twenty-seven. Notre Dame now number eight in the AP poll. Anything surprise you? Not really. Yeah, not really. I, I, I thought it kinda, went pretty much as expected. Yeah. Other than you know we 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 get so caught up in 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 being force-fed the narrative from others that who. Watch out, Jafar Armstrong's coming back. Yeah, right. And Tony Jones Jr. says, "Hello, oh really? Hello, well, like, <laughs> where is Jafar Armstrong? He touched the ball one more time than the three of us. Mm-hmm. He touched it once. He ran for minus four yards. That was the the big return of Jafar Armstrong. Well, the big return of Jafar Armstrong got stunted when he missed a blitz pickup. Oops." On the second series of the game, and Ian Book was running for his life, yeah. and Brian Kelly adroitly said, well, this experiment is coming to a brief hiatus here. I think, I think we'll put him on the shelf for another week. Yeah, and Tony Jones Jr., get your fanny back in there. You're running just fine. Yeah, but not, other than that, not, game kind of went as, as you ex- expect. You know, Ian Book, the mentions that we get in, on Twitter between myself and Eric Hansen and Tyler James, Ian Book should have been benched. Somebody wanted Ian Book benched at halftime of the Louisville game. Yes, I know. The Louisville game. That was the first game of the year. I mean, when you're the Notre Dame quarterback, yeah, that's a great job, but you can do nothing right in, in people's eyes. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, it really is. It's, it's amazing. So the Irish have the week off, and that's one of the reasons we want Tom in here today because, you know, we we're kind of thinking of making this transition from football to yeah. basketball these days. But you do cover high school and the high school football draw last night. I can't believe how many really bad games were saddled oh, yeah. with in week one of the tournament. <laughs> I looked at the schedule last night when it was all finalized to see – 
okay, that's like this this week's the final week of the regular season. Then you get to the playoffs. What game can I do? Yeah. What what game do I really want to do? Now the good news is there's a bunch of games in South Bend the first weekend True. because Adams, Washington, Riley, and St. Joe all drew home games. And how's that going to work? Well, either Adams or Washington's going to have to go out to Clay, Clay Field. Field, right? Yeah, and I don't know which one, and it it might make a big difference for me because uh, Clay Field is not TV friendly. No, it's it's not medium friendly. Uh, <laughs> however, that said, you. When you looked at the draw, I mean, my eyes went to that 5A sectional with Concord, Elkhart Central, and Mishawaka, and the yep. fact that Concord and Elkhart Central gets put in the upper bracket, Mishawaka got a really good draw. Nice draw. Uh, and then the other one that I looked at was 4A with New Prairie and Plymouth, and they're on opposite sides of the bracket as well. Which is good. I mean, did did you pay much attention to any anything else, anybody else catch your eye? Just like you said. I look to see what games are going to be in town. Yeah, like okay, what games can we get to? Because it's it we if we can stay within St. Joseph County, you got to do it. Well, you're not going to have a problem with that because I might not even do a high school game. I'm still kind of lukewarm on the because if Notre Dame and Michigan go to a noon start, which I, is that announcement should come today, right? They may do the six six day push on uh, it because. I think the Big Ten wants to wait to see what Michigan does against Penn State. If Michigan, mm. if Michigan gets boat raced against Penn State, and that could happen, that's I would say that's a day game in Ann Arbor. I I could see Fox picking that up as their noon. If that's a noon game, I'm done with high school. Well, yeah, I'm not doing a high school game because you got to be in Ann Arbor by nine thirty, ten o'clock. Oh, we would probably leave six a.m. Yeah, so. I might be done with it. The Mishawaka Penn game might be my last game of the year because I've got I've got Notre Dame football commitments and then I've got Notre Dame basketball commitments. Yeah. The rest of the month. So. You you say Notre Dame basketball commitment it made me think of something that I wanted to touch on when we were talking basketball. Uh you mentioned Blake Wesley, mm-hmm. Riley Pros- Riley Jr. Jr. who is being looked at by Notre Dame. Uh, they've already picked up J.R. Konesny from St. Joe, Jr., Junior. who's committed to Notre Dame. How much have you seen those two play? Do you say to yourself, yeah, I can see them fitting in, or do you think Mike Bray might be just taking a local kid here and saying, okay, I'm going to take a flyer on a local kid? Could be a little bit of both. Like, mm-hmm. it's so early with those guys. Yeah. Like, you can't – everybody's asking me, oh, what, how's, how's J.R. Konesny going to fit in? He's only going to be a junior. Yeah, like he's, he's two years he's away. He's so thin. He's so young. He's not ready for the ACC yet. It's uh, it's so hard to project out. I, I've seen Blake Wesley play more than I've seen Jr. because mm-hmm. I've covered a bunch of Riley games the last couple of years. But it's still, it's like, yeah, he's he's pretty good. And then you always say, but he's only he's so young. It's so hard to tell. Who knows? Do you ever get to the Compton for Notre Dame hockey? I did one game last year. I think I did Michigan. Just for old times' sake. They're coming off a sweep over the weekend <laughs> against Air Force. Uh, they won 4-3 and 6-1, Colin Tyson, a pair of goals. Of course, this is how Tom and I met. When I was over at WNDU, yeah. we had the radio rights to Notre Dame hockey. We only did home games because who would want to hear the team away from home? <laughs> and now, they were losing 13-2. Is this two. back when you and I worked together? Was yes. it on the AM? Yeah, I was on 15 Country, WNDU oh, okay. AM, yes. <laughs> wow. 
And uh, the the little uh, 60-watt light bulb that was uh, 15 country. So we only did home games. Of course, in the in the wonderful atmosphere that was the North Dome of the oh, Joy that's Center. right. Where the bleachers are in front of whatever fencing match. There was a fencing tournament going on. Or, or whatever else was going on that day. Or on Friday nights, we would be covering the hockey game, and the football team would be walking from the basketball arena out to the buses, and they'd be walking. You'd see them walking by. Like it's, what the, It was the strangest setup in the world. Not only that, but at that time, Notre Dame was just coming back from having its program as a mm-hmm. club hockey team. So you're going from club hockey to all of a sudden you're competing against Division One hockey t- programs, and in fact, the first game that they played coming back to Division One was against defending national champion Lake, Lake Superior, Superior State, State, coached by Jeff Jackson. Boom. <laughs> well, this is going to go well for the Irish. <laughs> so you called it, you reported on it. I yeah. wrote about it. I, I went up to Ann Arbor the first year that Notre Dame came got back into the, got to the CCHA. We suffered the, because we did the playoff game. So you were up there. I was up there for this. Thirteen to two and nine to one. Yeah, were the two games. Oh, yeah. And this is college hockey. And here's the thing: so you get beat thirteen to two on Friday night. It was not a best of three. Right. It was a two game series and total goals scored. So you've got to somehow try to make up eleven goals on like the number two team in the country. I mean, basically, you're, you're, the team bus was a hearse, and you're riding to your funeral. Let me ask you this. I ask him this usually on Monday. You'll go to the press conference today with... Uh, well, there is nothing. nothing. Oh, there isn't We one. get the week off. By when week. there is one. Right. Do you have... I've got some things I want to ask. Do you ask? I generally do not because <laughs> it's a 30... We have a 30-minute window, okay? And it, usually it's like 27 minutes. Yeah. Once Brian Kelly s- stops... Once he gets through his monologue, so we have 27 minutes. We already have two other guys that are already. So I mean, we have four guys on the Notre Dame beat at, at South Bend Tribune: Eric Hansen, Tyler James, Carter Carls, and myself. Carter, or, uh, Tyler, and Eric are the guys that are there that have to be there every day. So I kind of ju- I defer to them. Okay. I don't want I don't want when when we have t- 27 minutes to ask questions. I don't want the South Bend Tribune having three guys asking questions. Right. So it's like I'll just kind of lay back, and if there's something that, that comes up or I need to circle back around. Because during the week, I'm only responsible for the Saturday game day column. The, oh, okay. those, those guys are writing every day. Every day. Because I'm on, like, on a typical week, I'll go to Brian Kelly at noon, and then during the, 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 the rest of the afternoon, then I'm chasing my high school column uh, for Thursday on a Monday. So I'm doing I'm doing maybe a little Notre Dame football, then a little Notre Dame basketball, uh, high school football stuff. So I'll just let Tyler and Eric handle all the heavy lifting. Big for Brian time Kelly. management, right? Big time management, yeah, okay. big time. Wow. Uh, so let's go into the other Tom Noy that we know and love. Who's that? Yeah, the your reaction to the Billy Joel concert at Notre Dame. <laughs> nice. About time. There you go. You know, Garth Brooks. Yeah, it was a great show, but I'm not a big country guy. It was, and we will always be like, okay, who who are the who are the artists that you want to see that Notre Dame should get? Let's hear them. Billy Joel was at the, one of the top of the list. Billy Joel, that that can sell out Notre Dame Stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing: he doesn't even have to sell it out, right? What's because, up with that? Because the way they're placing the stage is it's going to eliminate seats. about a good. Yeah, portion. he's coming out. Uh, I've heard from a reliable source, right? 
Sources, sources have to the, told Corey Mack. He's coming out to the 20-yard line. That's as far really? as the stage is coming. On the south end, because they want to use the screen. That's right. why That's why I was like when I heard the south end, because all the locker room and the facilities are at the north end. Where they got to load everything. Right. The load, so you got to load in yeah. 100 yards. I'll bring it all the way down. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because they want to use the video board. 20-yard right. line. They're not going to sell anything behind him. So right. all Obstructed that's view. Unless right. it sells super fast on Friday. Well... And they're saying it will, and then somebody might go. Let's do obstructed view. Let's let's fill the room. Let's fill the horseshoe. Whatever. So it was Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Springsteen, U two, and I'm so glad because my wife and I had celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary this year. Congrats! And one of the possibilities that we were going to do was to go spend the week in New York and see because Billy Joel plays those select dates at the yes. Garden. Yes. Like once, he a has a, once a month. Once a month. He has a lifetime standing offer to play the Garden, and it was we were going to go to she, – she's never been in New York. I was going to take her to New York, and we are going to see Billy Joel. I'm so glad that we decided let's put that on the back burner and go see Paul McCartney at, in Fort Wayne, oh. which was phenomenal oh, back I'm in sure. June. Yes. It was unbelievable. Like, I'm not – she's a big Paul McCartney – Lover, I'm like, eh, yeah, I guess I'll go. It's 25th anniversary. We'll do it. Three songs in. He did three songs. First three songs, he had me for two and a half hours. Like Springsteen plays. Actually, it was more like three. Springsteen will go four hours, but Paul McCartney at 77, cranking it out for three hours. It's it's got to be. I mean, I've seen Springsteen. I've seen you two. Seen Mellencamp. That's got to be right there at the top as far as shows. So. Paul McCartney was good. Billy Joel, I'll definitely get. See, he's speaking your language now. I would love to see Springsteen at Notre Dame. That that would just be a bucket list for a music fan. Yeah, my wife doesn't like Springsteen. My son doesn't like Springsteen. I said if if we ever get the chance and Bruce Springsteen comes to Notre Dame, I'm buying tickets and you guys are going. You're going because it's life changing. Yeah, like the series channel, she blows by channel twenty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like turns, put the Springsteen channel on. She's like, no, I don't like. It. Trust me, if you see him live, it'll be life changing for you. It will. Now stick a weird band in Legends who you'd like to go see. A weird band in Legends. Yeah, give me a small band that's not going to obviously fill a stadium. The Cure. Wow. How about Robert that? Smith. Huh? A little Robert Smith action. Okay. I'll, I'll, let's go see the Cure. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. I did you? had no uh, idea that was about to slap me upside the head. Uh, college, you went to the University of Dayton. Yes, I did. And I, I knew we would get into this. I've got I just two, knew it. got two daughters who were flyers. Oh, you're an alumnus. I am. Oh, wow. So when you were in college, uh, who came to Dayton or who did you go see that maybe uh, you thought was good and maybe was going to hit it big but didn't? But didn't. Not many. REM was, was the biggest. Oh, okay. At UD Arena. That's about it. Have the girls seen a show there? No. they. I don't think they have. They don't have. They well, don't they've do, been doing a lot of work on the UD Arena. Right. A they've gone through work. like a $73 million renovation, so yeah. they don't. But REM was at UD Arena. How many seats there? Uh, 12. Yeah. Probably about 12. Hmm. And it's hard to do concerts there. They used to do concerts out at Hair Arena, but the ceiling, but the roof blew off during yeah. the tornado. So now you go to back. Cincinnati. So you go to Cincinnati or you go to Columbus. Right. About a, each about an hour away. I've yet to see a show at the Purcell with all the fancy new mm-hmm. whatever. Have you seen a show in there yet? It's not since they redid it. Oh, wait, Matt. Maybe they, it was redone. I've seen Mellencamp in there. Yeah. 
when that, he, well, that wasn't that's pre, since it was redone. That was, yeah, I'm trying to think of when that was. I mean, I saw Garth Brooks in there. I saw Billy Joel in there, but those were all back in the old days. Back in the old, old days. Back in the yellow, back in, back when the yellow <laughs> duct tape seats <laughs> days. Yellow, orange, purple, blue yeah. duct tape. You a Foo Fighters fan? Nope. I'll tell you the story anyways. <laughs> Bring it! So uh, Foo Fighters did a eight- uh, uh, eight-hour documentary, one-hour piece in a different town, and wrote a song for each town. They did a, sh- a week in Chicago. They mm-hmm. do a Chicago song. Nashville, New York, California, Seattle, Austin, Texas. And they go to Nashville, and they kind of talk to the old gang, you know. And they talk to the band leader of Elvis Presley. And he goes, uh, we were at Notre Dame one time, and I perk up. I'm like, oh, Ooh, this would hey, be great. Yeah. And uh, this is uh, fat, bloated Elvis mm-hmm. at the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a group of girls, eight rows back, that all came together, like the whole row. And about midway through the show, they roll out this giant <laughs> banner and hold it up. Elvis is king. In the middle of the song, he sees this. He goes, put that sign away. <laughs> Jesus is king. All right. Rolled it right back up. <laughs> Continued the show. There's your Notre Dame Elvis story. That's a good Elvis imitation yeah. right there. It's solid. <laughs> put that away, man. <laughs> hey, put that away. I do have a friend that has a shirt from that show in a photo album because it shrank that much. Well, good, to <laughs> good, good to know. Good to know. Nice, well, nice transition this. there. Let me ask you this. What do you got? So uh, when you when you're typing out your column, Tom, you, when you, you say typing, you feel like I feel like I'm on a, a Woody Miller typewriter. <laughs> when, when you're you typing, you're, you're you're packing away. Yeah, like Chuck hunt does. and peck. Is it a? Uh, do you have to turn it into somebody first? Is there an editor? Is I know nothing about newspaper. Do you email it in? How does it work? My sis, our system is on my laptop, so we're right. I'm right into the system. I'll write it in like Microsoft Word, transfer it to our system, then it goes into a queue downtown where an editor hopefully will read it. Hopefully it's Bill Belinsky. Hopefully it's Bill Belinsky, and then it goes up online, NDI website, ND Insider website, and then it'll be. You know, they'll, the, 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 the page designers and everybody will take care of it and put it on the page, put that, and then slap it, and it goes off to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where it gets printed. Really? Yeah. How, how long? Have you ever timed it from send to in the paper? Uh, like, okay, we got it. We're putting it in. It depends. What's how about this? What was the deadline? You got like <laughs> do you have to be done at 2:15 like you were saying? Well, well no, there's no deadline. Like oh, there's you were you were Sunday Monday. Well, yeah, we were well Sunday, past. Yeah, we were well past, but okay. So Friday night though, you got yeah, Pemishawaka. Friday night high school, our stories have to be in probably 9:45. Ooh. Are that game, games done by then? Uh, they better be. <laughs> wow. We we have high school stringers. We had or we, I'll I'll say We've had we had high school stringers that have left us because they can't handle the deadline. Yeah, they can't. It, you have to you make you have to make sure and you you have to make sure you have you have a hotspot on your phone. Your phone will give you your internet on your laptop, and nine forty five nine fifty you better be done. Wow, which is great. I love it. Some people can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Some people are like like there was one literally there was one guy that used to work for us. That didn't that that's not working for us now because he said he almost he was on the verge of a heart attack last year because he can't if you can't handle pressure you better get it you better run far away and go write like for a magazine or something because the more pressure that is that you're under I love like it's just what time okay I got three minutes 
Like the, for Notre Dame, for Notre Dame men's basketball, our deadline is like nine fifteen for a seven o'clock game. It's a two hour game, so you're writing during the game. I used to keep a, a running tally of like play by play, who scored. I would I would do who scored, time, score, and then what the score differential was between right. that and Notre Dame. I'm writing the entire time for a Notre Dame men's basketball game. You look up you're like, oh, as soon as as soon as the scoreboard hits zero, you're hitting that running story, and then you're able to to get the comments and the quotes from the coaches and the players, and then go back and redo it a little bit later on that night. But it's like we're moving. So a nine o'clock tip off, we're done. Sorry, no. there's nothing. Yeah. That's why. That's when, why it doesn't go to Clemson. Yeah, like when we when I look at the schedule, what are the nine o'clock road games? Those are out. They're not sending it. Like it could be the best game of the year. But the executives at the Tribune are going to be like, "Why would we? Send, why would we spend a thousand dollars to send you on the road when it's not going to appear in the paper?" Mm-hmm. And you can't argue that. But that's, I mean, that's the nature of this business right now. By the way, today's show great for people who have ADD because we're bouncing all around here. There's no um, rules in podcasts. Right, yeah, yeah it's podcast. You can not, do whatever you want. I'm not saying there are rules. I'm just giving a shout out to ADD. Uh, <laughs> most annoying person in the nerding football press box. <laughs> Really? Wow. <laughs> really? That's where we're going with that? I do I have to say? Or can I can can we just look at each other and say, yes, yes, we know. You know what I noticed? Know. You know what I noticed about uh Saturday night because I'm new to this? Yes, you are. Is looking up into the window at a night game and seeing everyone All either working or what kind of computer they're on. Oh, from from the stands you can see? From, that? Well, I'm I'm no, in, no, the, front in the front row with row. Chuck, but I've got Tim Priester right behind me and I can see him as I'm seeing binoculars. I'm seeing typing. He's on an Apple. Uh, I saw a girl with some headphones up here <laughs> doing something with a microphone. What would she have been doing? Um, headphones and a microphone. Probably on stats to the stats TV to the, truck to the or something like that. Uh, I know what my question was. When you hit send, does it go to a website as well? Is there what, what are your rules for that? It will. It'll go like when it'll go to, first to the to the office. And they have to go in and change a couple of things and go from, once it goes from ready to edit to ready for page, they click a little drop-down menu that changes it from ready to edit to ready to, ready for page. And then once they close that out, then like two, three minutes or whatever it is, it'll come up on the NDE Insider website. And boom, there there it is. Did you read the newspaper growing up? I did. So Big time. do you remember going, I want to do this? Yeah, but I don't think it was ever just news. I mean, I I loved reading the newspaper, but it wasn't like I'm I'm just gonna do this. Like it was, it was also just, just the atmosphere of being around a live event, mm-hmm. like going to a stadium, going to Wrigley Field back when nobody Wrigley did. when nobody <laughs> did back when you went to Wrigley Field and you couldn't get to the second deck because they had the chain leaking fences up. They had the second deck closed off. Hmm. That's what Wrigley Field. That's the Wrigley Field I grew up in in mm-hmm. the northwest suburbs of Chicago. Going to Chicago Stadium on the old west side. The first time I went to Chicago Stadium back in the seventies, my dad, thank you very much, decides, yeah, we're not going to spend the two dollars. I think it cost to park. We're going to park in the, on the street on Ogden Avenue. Oh my gosh! So we're getting jumped <laughs> after the game, which we did. Mm-hmm. So though, I mean, the, just. Just going to live events, there's, there's just something about that. And then being courtside or being in the press box and, and, and having the, that pressure to say, you gotta, you, I need 800 words from you in 20 minutes. Go do it. Can you do it? Favorite do basketball it. announcer? Favorite basketball announcer? I mean, besides me. Besides Chuck Freebie, Mike Green, 
Okay. Where's or rest in peace because I grew up with him, Jim Durham. Oh, the Chicago JD used to was terrific. used to do the Chicago Bulls on yep. WIND. And then the, they moved to the Loop MVP. The Loop. Yeah. Uh, John Wooden's birthday today, by the way. A little basketball for you. Look at you. Uh, I tried to prepare. Dropping some 411. <laughs> uh, least favorite basketball announcer? Uh, I think I know this one. Sorry. Dick Vitale. I knew. Yeah. I love, look. But he talks about everything except, except the game. Except the game. I love Dick Vitale. I love what he does for coaches versus cancer and trying to raise money. Great to, man. Great man. Great man. But when you get him behind a microphone, it's everything but the game. And he's the first one to say, don't tout these kids as the next NBA guy. And then he goes out and touts yeah. them as the next NBA guy. And honestly, he's lost his fastball. He has. You know, still love Raft. Raft's the best. He's great. That's great. And does the man does his homework. He does. Now, he might do it at Parisi's, but he does his homework. <laughs> Until 3 in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Raft's reputation is well-earned. That was my favorite combo was when McDonough, Billis, oh, yeah. and Raftery were together. And that was the Big East. Like this, this is the one thing I miss about the Big East is when you went to New York City for the Big East tournament at the Garden, there was a chance you would go backstage at the Garden and again, backstage at the garden, you're th- I'm thinking Springsteen, Led Zeppelin, song remains the same. Like all the all the history backstage at the garden upstairs. Have you ever been to the garden? I have not. Okay. The playing surface or the court surface is like nine floors above the street. Wow. Have you seen Song Remains the Same? Yes. You see, you know how the limo goes down at the end of Song Remains the Same. It goes down that tunnel to get to the street. Like, like you have to drive buses or car or the, the, the limos in that case. You have to drive nine floors up to get to the garden. That's how, fa- that's how far up, or like five, seven floors, that's how far up it is off the street. Like, it's up there. Hmm. So you're backstage at the garden for the Big East Tournament in one year. I, I had the video somewhere on my phone. And here's, here's Bill Clinton just hanging out, talking basketball. And all the FBI people are around him. And he's like... And he had to go because he had some sort of speaking engagement the next day. He's like, man, I want to stay I want to stay for the second half. Like, this is going to be a great game. This is a great game right there. Like, see, uh, Mr. Bur- everybody's waving to him, taking selfies. He goes to the bathroom. The Secret Service has to go to the bathroom. for Like, uh, they clear the bathroom out because the, the former president is there. Like, <laughs> but you I really got to go. He's got to go. I know. I got to go. They're like, sorry, the, pres- the uh, President Clinton's Give in Give me there. a hot dog while I'm in here. It, it's But. You go to the biggest tournament, you don't know what you're going to see. That's wow. the that's what I, and that's I miss I miss New York. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all I miss about the Big East. Who uh, who's your idol with what you do? Who do, who do you love to read, or who do you still love to read? Who do you look at and go, wow, they're still doing amazing things in print? I don't know. None of those guys are left. Yeah, from when I grew up. Well, Sam, who was it when we grew up? Smith, Sam Smith of Chicago Tribune. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I was a big NBA guy. Like, my dream was I was going to be the beat writer for the Los Angeles Lakers. I was going to live in Southern California. I was going to write for the LA Times because I just love the NBA of, of that era of the 80s Showtime Lakers. I was a big 80s Showtime Lakers guy. So it was it was anybody NBA related. Okay. Sam Smith, uh, Jim Murray, the L.A. Times, mm-hmm. anybody on the sporting news when the sporting news came in the paper form. Yes. So like did your dad get that for you? That's not. That's pre-internet. It's pre-internet. How, how do you How do you know about the L.A. Times? Because I'm guessing you and I are the same age. Fifty-one. 
Yeah, fifty. Yeah, see. So how do you do you have, did you see the L.A. Times when you were younger? Yeah, so uh, at the library. Oh, go, go, the, yeah, you go to library you and read. Guy. Go to the library, read the LA Times, read the New York papers, USA Today, any oh, wow. paper that you, you I would be able to get my hands on, I'd be I'd be reading. And then at, they'd be straight like Jim Murray would have a column in in Sporting News or in a, a national publication. And at the bottom, it would have the Jim Murray is a columnist for the Los Angeles Times. So I, I, I mean, I read everything. Hmm. Two things spouting from that answer. Number one, uh, the Lakers made me think of Demetrius Jackson. Does he have any chance <laughs> no. to stick with them? None. Okay. Somebody says, yeah, he's got he's got a chance. He had his contract is specific. It's a specific two. It's a specific D league deal. Okay. Where it's not a two way contract where he can split time. It's called an Exhibit Ten contract, to where he if. He if he meets the the criteria of being on their D league team, then he then that contract kicker kicks in, but it's not they they have like six point guards. Yeah, it's so hard. It's going to be so, so hard. That's why I didn't think that yeah. he had a chance. But I thought I'd ask you because you probably knew better. Number two, who do you who do you read today that you say this guy's really good? Besides me, besides you, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. And, I enjoy and, your confidence. And obviously, <laughs> good for you. And obviously, today you said, eh, not so good. But um, yeah, today, eh, don't, don't read it. Yeah, don't. But who do you read? Outside of your South Bend Tribune people, I, I don't want this to become just, hey, I'm going to pat everybody at. Anybody in the athletic. Because because the athletic, like the athletic yeah. is, it's what journalism used to be. Right. You don't worry about inch counts. You don't worry about deadlines. Just go right. Just go, anything long form. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be sports. Like, like they're, uh, I'll be honest, I couldn't believe how much space they gave you for that Elkhart Central story you did about three or four weeks ago. See, now when it comes to high school, or when it comes to my column, I, I've got the freedom to just go. Really? I can just go. Wow, that's nice. Like, it's, if it's 65 inches, if it's 55, it's, if it's like... Because that, that was long form. It was. That's, that's interesting that you talk in inches, and so that's like talking words, right? right. It's so. What's sixty-five inches? A thousand eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Thousand words is like maybe I don't. Know, well, 30. about half of that. Is that yeah. below 30. you? A thousand words. It is. It is. <laughs> I, don't. Ask, I, I don't. He's, open my he's laptop, not going to write. Ask, it's eighteen hundred words. He's not going to write a thousand word column. That's ask, for sure. Ask anybody at the Tribune. If you can get a small story from either myself or Eric Hansen, the question is, the answer is absolutely not. No, absolutely not. Now, a high school game story that I got to crank out on deadline, I, I got six hundred words. I'll do, I'll do six hundred. But if it's a column, if it's a, especially if it's a feature column, high school feature column, I'm doing nothing less than twelve hundred. But they're not, they're not paying you or Hansen to turn out word. short stuff no. either. No, they're not. They want you. They want you guys fill in the paper. Do would you rather see that and blow up high school sports, local high school sports, or read wire stories about the NHL? Right. Like seriously. Yeah. You are a reporter, a writer with a lot of things to say. You've had no trouble jumping in here. Hey, when did you get into podcast world? Uh, just this past year, we started it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and plug your podcast, even though I'm reticent to give people the chance to listen to something <laughs> and else other than this. I don't want to come on here just to plug and, something. And thoughts on doing it, because you're a writer, but it's like, now I'm talking. I I love it. Like, mm-hmm. I've done radio. It, uh, 
He fills in. A, he, uh, he. I didn't want to go. I didn't no, know if I it, should do. It's say perfectly that. fine. Perfectly somewhere fine. else. I've it's, done some. I've done radio it, somewhere SBT. else. SBT. You 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 work on Sports Beat right. on weekday Sports Beat, especially during basketball season. They have you on for at least an hour and sometimes two. Sometimes two. I'll be on this week. There were times where I was hosting, where I was hosting Sports Beat in the summertime. I did. I would do fifty shows a month on hmm. Sports Beat, and this was. This was okay. This is the news. This is a newspaper guy, and the not. I wouldn't co-host it. I would have to host it. Get us in and out of breaks. Do the reads. Wow. Keep time, and they just threw me into that. So it was like, here, here you go. Okay, let's do it. Like hey. it, you can't in this day and age of journalism. Quote what journalism is. You just can't be. I'm just going to be the. I can't do that. I'm the columnist. You got to do podcasts. You got to do radio. Yeah, you got to you've got to be multimedia. Otherwise, you're irrelevant. Like you're a dinosaur. And and what's sad is you know he saw he gets thrown into this thing for radio and he says eh, this isn't tough at all. No, it's a <laughs> heavy lifting. It's a piece of cake. But po- podcast podcast uh, ND Insider Pod of Gold Extra Point Pod of Pod gold. of Gold. Okay. Ty, I do have to sh- give a shout-out to Tyler James and Eric Hansen. They started the original Pot of Gold. They wanted this to be a spinoff of Pot of Gold, so they named it Pot of Gold Extra Point. It's kind of like CSI. It just keep, Or Law & Order. He's Law & Order SVU. He's yeah. Pot of Gold Extra Point. Extra Point. point. But I'm doing, the pot, I'm doing the Extra Point with a guy who's like my son's age. In, in Carter Carl's. Well, welcome to the business, baby. So it's it, like, uh, countdown to kickoff. I got the kitty exactly. core over here that's, you know, I combine their ages, and it's not even the same as the old guys. It's not. There. So it's it's a little weird, but they want to – it's funny because I, when you said uh, what inch count or words or something, and, and when it came to the podcast, the bosses were like, we want you and Carter to do a podcast. It only has to be 20 minutes. And I laughed at them. Like, pfft. We're that's not doing 20 minutes. That's the <laughs> exactly. It, that, and that's what I said at one time. I was like, that's the intro. Like 20 minutes. We're not I do nothing in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like we're and it, we've done seven or eight of them and I think the average has been 43, 42, 45 somewhere around there. I'm going to go on a limb and say we can bump Hookenstank to Wednesday. <laughs> we're going to bump Hookenstank? Are we going to bump them? Are they going to become our bump? Yes. Uh I'm curious when you're doing your podcast, Tom. Are you like, well, I wrote that in my column. So if you go read your I, – I, how do you – I don't like doing that. I don't like like saying even on the podcast or doing something on, when I'm doing radio mm-hmm. and referencing something or, or referencing something or saying something that I wrote because people will be like, I just read that. Like, yeah. You got to be – give me, give me a different thought. Right. Well, well, you, different. You're a man of many thoughts. We don't have to worry about you having <laughs> and a many tweets. Thought. I follow you. Yeah, you're you a do. Good tweetist. Huh? You're a good like tweetist. That. I like that you're. I like that you. Uh, you're kind of unfiltered. Like my favorite tweet over the Uh-oh. weekend, I think was uh, somebody saying, "Hey, don't forget your cell phone lights during the game. Oh. It's going to be really great." And I think your retweet was, uh, "No, <laughs> no, I'll show you when we're done." They, what they tried to do was mimic what they did at Georgia. Yeah. Okay. I've and ne- it fell so far. I've short. never been. I had never been. Like I said, I'm still kind of new to all this football stuff because I've been doing basketball for two decades. So last year, cross finally crossed off buck, one of the bucket lists. 
cover a game, a Notre Dame game at Los Angeles Coliseum, Memorial Coliseum yeah. against USC. Love, like I love Los Angeles, mm-hmm. love it. So I did that. I haven't traveled much for football, so this was my real. I haven't. I didn't do the game against Clemson at, down at Clemson during the hurricane. I haven't gone to Florida State. The, the Georgia game was my first real hello to big time college football, and that just blew me away. Like you, if there's a better atmosphere than there was in Athens. That and I'll op- show you when we're done. Like the open to that game was untouchable. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, and it was also open air press box. Like when we're sitting in Notre Dame, we're sitting inside. Yeah, so you don't really get the feel. You're you're behind the the, the, the windows, the glass windows, so you don't really get a good feel. That way, they can fry you better with the oh. afternoon sun. By the way, the was the sun. there's no cheering in Notre Dame, in the press box? Was that a joke or a <laughs> no. reminder? Well, That's- no, it was it was a joke when it was offered the second time because everybody roared at the. Notre it was Dame a joke U- the second time. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. quite tell. Before they moved the press box to the east side, when we sat on the west side, it was so big that they had extra seats. They would bring fans in there. Oh yeah, and. There'd be pounding tables. There'd be cheering. There'd be yelling, yeah. and people would be like, uh, "We there is a reminder. This is a working press box. Please, no cheering." But we the the, the reason they said it the other day was because what the, the they, official made when the they comment, made the UCLA uh, yeah, yeah when he said uh, the personal fouls will be assessed on both Notre Dame and UCLA and the place roared. <laughs> but but at Georgia the, the press box is open air and it's lower. You're you're like the mezzanine level and. It, an open air press box when it's seventy degrees, and I, I said, I turned to Tyler James and I said, "Can we just stay here forever?" Yeah, like that was that was big time college football, and Notre Dame tried to recreate that, and you're like, and that's why I said I'm like, no, that's just because I mean, you you know, you've been around long enough, you you know the the, the clientele at Notre Dame Stadium, yeah, you know, but a for effort, a for, and well, the, yeah. good on TV, it did, it, and, and I did. I Tyler James was like, "What do you think?" I said. That was pretty good. Like it was. If they would have turned the lights off, it would have that been, been right, a little bit more yes. right. cooler. Absolutely. And yeah. when they at Georgia, when they do things like that, the lights blink on and off. So yeah. Which, which they strobe makes all it even choreography. Oh yeah. It's yeah. it was it was nuts. I think we ought to wrap it up because a I'd like him to come back, but if we do everything in one episode, it'll be like, <laughs> what's the point? How do you feel about that? You can have me back anytime. I like what I'm hearing. And it was kind of it was kind of weird when I got up this morning. I, I had this. Train of thought at like three in the morning. I got up and I'm like, I'm going to see Corey and Chuck. What am I going to add? Like, I it, it's it's he, like he brought his backpack. I with brought him my backpack. I got all my with... stuff. Like, what questions am I going to say? Like, usually when I go talk to people, mm-hmm. I've got it. Like, people are asking, do you, do you have? There are, there are some people when I go talk to them, they'll say, do you have a list of questions? Ugh, no, I hate that. It's all here. It's all up in my head. As empty as it is up there. This might be one of the strangest things because you're kind of all sports, and I'm more nerdy. Like, what kind of computer do you use when you type? You know, it's <laughs> you're gonna get. That's that, why I said shout out to the people with ADD. But Absolutely. that's fine. But it's, it's fine. But totally it was like, fine. wait, I don't have to ask anything. I just have to sit there. You don't have sit to ask take, anything. Sit, you sit, just have to be it. ready for the barrage of dumb stuff that we're going <laughs> where, to ask. Where else? Where else in the hour plus? Well, like, how long have we gone? An hour. You've gone an hour. Where yeah. else in the hour can you go from Jim Laranega to Foo Fighters to the Cure to UD Arena to Georgia to podcast? No other place. Done. I'm gonna have to give a thousand words just on the description of the show. There I you gotta go. turn it in. Good I got luck a deadline with that. though. So we gotta wrap it up. All right. Okay. We're done.
You feel good about this? Yes, yes, you can I follow do. us on uh, Twitter at Sports Yak with Two Ks, on Instagram with Two Ks. Email the program thesportsyak with Two Ks at gmail.com. Tom, you're on Twitter. Tinoy NDI. Tinoy NDI. I always, everybody, everybody always asks me that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, what's my address? Or what's my t- handle? It, so it's T N O I E N O I E N D I. N D I. N D inside. All right. Feels good. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Bird Hooten. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us pyramidequipmentinc.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.